Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program on SEN 1170 AM Sydney. Wherever you're tuned in across the SEN network, here we go for a very busy Tuesday morning as the countdown now really starts to wind up towards the start of the NRL season. But we've got live cricket on at the moment. And it's pretty interesting there between England and New Zealand. Just got underway, but already two uh, English wickets have fallen this morning. I'll pose a pretty interesting question for you on that and give you a score update in just a sec. But it's quite fascinating the way that this is going to play out. Day five of the test. Yep, you heard that correctly. We've gone to a test with a fifth day. And uh, this whole basball phenomenon is really going to come to the fore today or perhaps New Zealand strike back. More on that in just a sec. Uh, the weather for our Sydney listening area today, cloudy 27 will be the top for the city and tops of 29 in our west. West Tigers fans, make sure you stick around. In fact, Penrith fans, maybe Manly fans, South Sydney fans, because he's been to all clubs and now he'll be leading the charge at the West Tigers. I'm talking about... Appy Corisau, he'll be my special guest early this morning. His first year, obviously, at the Joint Venture Club. He'll be leading this new era under Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall. It all starts for them on Sunday against the Titans at Leichhardt. So what's the reception going to be like? Tigers fans, how are you going to greet Appy, especially after the, uh, the semantics of last season? How are you going to greet him? Is there a little bit of a spray and then a big welcome? Because it's going to be... Interesting to watch this one play out. His 10th year in the NRL, three-time premiership player. He's done it all. He's now 30 years of age. So what's the goal for Appy Corisau at the Tigers? Who are the players that have impressed him the most? How do you build a brand new spine? He's played with some of those players before, but how do you start that relationship knowing that it could well be the key to success for the season? And what's the secret source if you're a player like Happy Corusau, you've been in the system for the last three years at the Penrith Panthers. You know what? In the last three years, he has lost less games in three years combined than he did the season before that at Manly. He, he only lost seven games in total when he was out there for the Penrith Panthers over the last three years. So there's got to be a secret source. When you come from a club like that, go to a club like the West Tigers, you name the captain, you've got all that experience. Surely other players and those out there in the system will turn around and say to somebody like Happy, give me the secret. How do they build it? What do they do out there? What did you take away from it? Looking forward to that chat with Happy Corusau. So two days before the season starts, some of the other issues burning around rugby league. Well, Craig Bellamy has confirmed that this will be his last year in charge at the Melbourne Storm. Watch this on NRL 360 last night. It's no great surprise, but it's just, I, I guess it's its more dominant when the man himself just says it pretty clearly. He admitted that after what will be his 21st year in charge at the Storm, his time will be up. 
And, you know, I'm pretty sure this is going to be me last year as a head coach. You know, I'll still be around the club a little bit in a part-time role, you know, at the end of this year. I'm not quite sure when the club, you know, want that definite answer. But, um, yeah, like I say, you know, I want to give them plenty of time, you know, to find a new coach and um, can't see anything changing this year into me not retiring at, at the end of the year. So pretty adamant that this is it, but obviously hasn't officially told the club. But the club know what's going to happen at the end of 2023. I think we can put a line under it, folks, that Craig Bellamy's last full-time season in the NRL as head coach will be this year. So a couple of questions then go begging. Who takes over? Have a look at the assistant role, uh, assistant coaching roles at the Melbourne Storm. Mark Brentnell, Aaron Bellamy, Ryan Hinchcliffe, Todd Lowry, all sitting there as assistant coaches. And you know the Melbourne Storm, they're not going to make a decision willy-nilly. They'll have plenty of time to know what to do next. And there will be a whole stack of coaches, head coaches, previous head coaches, assistant coaches, all putting their hand up. It's a tough gig. You're going into a heck of an organisation and a winning culture, but you're going in after Craig Bellamy. Have you got any thoughts around that? Would you put your hand up for that gig in 2024, knowing what the Storm can offer and do offer? Or do you go, I might just sit this one out and wait till the next one comes around if you're in the job market for a head coaching role, knowing that it's going to be damn hard to follow somebody like Craig Bellamy. Although, on the flip side of that, what he just said there, I'll still be around the, uh, the club in some capacity. He'll stay on as a consultant, perhaps. Brent Reid made a good point last night. When you look for the future of Craig Bellamy, and the future says family, there's no doubt about it. But it's very hard to take that coaching side out of him. That's what he does. That's what he's been living and breathing. He loves being around the dynamic of a footy team. So Reedy posed the question, well, what if New South Wales want to make a move after this year on Brad Fittler? Would you have Craig Bellamy in your frame as coach of the Blues from next season, perhaps? Remember back in 2008, 2010, he coached nine games along the way there for New South Wales He was on a hiding to nothing, essentially, because of the dynasty that he faced. He lost seven and won two. Would you put Craig Bellamy back in the frame for a New South Wales job, for instance, in the coming years if they make a change? Also spoke of rebuilding the leadership group down there at the Melbourne Storm and the key. What I think is going to be one of the absolute keys to the Storm season in 2023, the return of Ryan Pappenhausen. We've covered this at length. And you know what? We still don't know when he's going to come back because here's what Craig Bellamy said last night. They don't know. Been hard for, for perhaps, you know, he'll be back at some stage. You know, I, I think best case scenario would be six to eight weeks, you know, perhaps 10 weeks. No guarantees there anywhere. It's just a matter of, um, you know, have, hopefully, you know, things going right and then it improves quickly. But um, as I said, you know, we're not, we're certainly not going to push him and, and take any chances. We're going to make sure he's 100% before uh, before he gets back to playing and training. Gee, it's a concern. It's got to be a concern for Storm fans, not only the fact that Pappenhausen's not due back anytime soon, six to eight, maybe 10, maybe even later than that. Yeah, he still hasn't hit the ground literally running. He, he is running in water at the moment. So no impact on that leg that was the patella smashed to smithereens. So the discussion that Matty Johns and myself had yesterday around, sure, Pappenhausen's not part of the picture at the moment. There are players that have left. We know that, but they've covered that before. 
But what happens if somebody else steps down? What happens if an injury comes along to one of the other key players for the Melbourne Storm? The Sydney Morning Herald report this morning from Andrew Webster on the Roosters seeking salary cap relief for Angus Crichton. So the report here is, of course, Angus Crichton continues treatment for mental health issues. It's been uh, recently confirmed that he was diagnosed with bipolar, um, reportedly earning $750,000 this season. So the CEO of the Roosters, Joe Kelly, approached the NRL head of integrity, Jason King, on the matter, and it will end up going if they decide to take it down that way to the salary cap order to Matt Faulkner. NRL CEO Andrew Abdo said it's a challenging one, and it is. He said it's an injury like any other injury. In the past, we haven't given salary cap relief. But if there's an appropriate approach and it's discharged in terms of a suitable specialist, it can be looked at. So it can be looked at, but it is a challenging one. I don't know how far they're going to get down the line here in terms of salary cap relief, but it's a a fascinating situation that they're in. And I mean, in terms of the public perception on this, you throw roosters, you throw salary cap relief and you throw what happened yesterday with Spencer Lenu announcing that he's leaving the Panthers destination more than likely will be the Chooks. It just starts to not sit well in the court of public opinion. So we can debate all day we like whether or not the Roosters uh, are blowing the salary cap, whether they're working it well, whether their club connections are what really matters when you're a player there who takes under because you're going to be exposed to good businessmen and women at the back end of, the, of your career. Is it just time, folks, the NRL just opened the books? Do we just open the books? Settle this argument once and for all. We've got all sorts of numbers floating around. The Rugby League Players Association won't want that to happen and the players themselves probably don't want it to happen. But in the interests of this court of public opinion getting itself completely wound up in the world of salary cap and who's doing what, does the NRL just come flying over the top here and say, look, we're a salary cap run organisation. This is how we play the game. If there's no salary cap, no need to open the books. But we play under a cap. And they're the rules that the game is governed by. Would you be happy, fans, if you just opened the books? And if you're a player, would you be happy to have your number out there in black and white? There's speculation galore. It's a very, very different scenario to your everyday business world. Rugby league doesn't operate like that. I was once told, never tell anyone how much you're getting paid. Just don't do it. Let them speculate. It doesn't work for good. It doesn't work for bad sometimes. It just doesn't work. But we don't operate under a salary cap. Would you be happy if the NRL just came flying over the top here and opened the books? Would that finally settle your argument? Or do we trust the auditing situation? And do we stop perhaps questioning the integrity of the salary cap auditor and his job, Matt Faulkner in this case? That's why he's there. Do we have to trust in his ability to do the job? We've got a Twitter poll running on our Twitter page, at Matty White SEN, on player salaries. Do you want them to open the books or not? Let us know your thoughts on that one. Of course, team list Tuesday today. So 4 o'clock, folks, here we go this afternoon. The boys will bring you all the team lists as they drop. But we know that Reese Walsh is set to miss round one for the Broncos. I'm tipping a massive year for Reese Walsh, a very big year. So this will be a big out. And, of course, they've got the Panthers first up. He's got a fractured cheekbone, Selwyn Cobbo. Pretty handy. Move him to fullback, and that's where he will play round one. 
So he suffered the injury, Walsh, in the trial game against the Titans, and he'll miss at least the first round. But it adds to a host of stars that will be out for the opening round of the season. Get this. Now, we're going to throw some monetary figures alongside of this just for hits and giggles, so to speak. But there are some very notable players who won't be taking part in round one. Walsh out with his uh, cheek injury. Nico Hines missing from round one. Angus Crichton, as I mentioned. John Bateman won't get the first match done for the West Tigers, we're being told. Ryan Pappenhausen won't be there for the Storm. Ryan Madison serving his suspension. Sean Lane with that nasty jaw injury. Taylan May won't be there for Penrith. Josh Schuster won't be there for Manly against the Bulldogs with a calf injury. So of just those nine players, if we have a look at how much money we think is sitting on the sidelines, it's more than $4 million worth of talent. Out for round one. Only early days. A long way to go for this season to start. But who's the biggest out, do you think, for round one? Whose absence will have the most impact on their team looking for the opening win of the season. Walsh, big out for the Broncos. Hines, massive out for the Sharks. Some big outs for the Roosters, obviously. Pappenhausen missing and will be for the Storm for a while. Madison, Lane, Taylor May missing for Penrith. Does that make a big difference to their chances? And Josh Schuster showed some very good form in the uh, trial match for Manly in the preseason challenge matches. And it looks as though Cooper Johns will get that start alongside Daly Cherry Evans. Who's the biggest out for round one out of those names that we know and whose absence will have the most impact? 0457 736 736 is the text line or 1300 1170 is the open line. Now in cricket, Australia v India, the third test. We know that Paddy Cummins won't be there. Uh, starts tomorrow, full coverage on SEN from 2.30 in the afternoon. Mitchell Stark is ready to rumble. He's ready to go. He'll continue to play with some soreness as he recovers from that finger injury. But how much of a difference is this going to make to see Mitch Stark back in the firing lineup? Yeah, always right to go. There's going to be a, a level of discomfort for a while. It's not, um, I don't think it's going to be 100% per se for, for, for a fair while. But um, yeah, certainly good enough. The ball's coming out quite nicely and, and I feel like it pretty much at full, full tilt. So it wouldn't be the first test match I've played in some sort of discomfort. If I only played when I was 100%, I'd probably play about five or ten tests. So, no, look, it's, it's uh, happy with where it's at. And, and um, I guess I've got enough of a pain threshold to, to deal with that sort of stuff over, over the last 10, 10 or 12 years. Yeah, not his first rodeo playing with an injury. And when you're at the stage of the career that Mitchell Stark is, he's been there, seen that, done that before. So let's see how he goes as he recovers from that finger injury and will get a lot of bowling. He'll, of course, have Steve Smith as his captain now over in Wellington. Folks, this is getting really interesting. So stay with us throughout the morning because I think you're going to enjoy this wild ride. Day five of the test match, England v New Zealand. So let's set the scene for you. England come out. They score eight declared for 435 in the first innings. They scored it basically five runs and over. Yes, Bazball, full swing. New Zealand come out, get rolled for 209 and England send them back in. Their second innings, New Zealand, finished at 483 with Kane Williamson knocking 132. So now, now, guess what? Another wicket has just fallen. England started the day one down. They are now five down because another wicket has just fallen. Brooke out for a golden duck. And New Zealand are on the verge here of rolling England 
who now need 190 runs, 178 runs they'll need from here on in to haul back this total and continue with their kind of form. But New Zealand are making a massive fist of it. So four wickets have fallen this morning for the English team who really just needed to score at a plod. Their run rate expected for the day was just over two. As I mentioned, they've been scoring at more than 4.9. So five runs is their run rate that they've been operating at. If they stayed out there, chances are they haul in the total and they get another test win. But the wickets have been coming thick and fast this morning. So Zach Crawley fell yesterday. He was out for 24. Uh, Ollie Robinson, first to go this morning. Ben Duckett followed him. That made it three for 59. Ollie Pope went a short time ago, in fact, four for 80. Pope gone for 14. And Harry Brook has come out, and he has been run out. Um, so he's gone for a duck, and the score at the moment is five for 80. Enter Ben Stokes. So Stokes comes out. Uh, the other not-out batsman is Joe Root, who's on six. So England needing 178 runs to win. I was going to pose you the question, do they get it done before we're off air this morning? Because uh, it started just before we came on air 20 minutes ago, and I was going to give them three hours to see if England could get it done. Now I'm going to throw this question at, can New Zealand roll England? before we get off air this morning. They're five wickets down. Are we up for a Ben Stokes incredible innings to save this test match? Or will this be one for the ages from New Zealand who fought back and fought back well? We'll keep you posted with that. We've also got some plenty uh, of good giveaways to uh, throw out there at you this morning. A $50 Bunnings voucher, thanks to WD40. You can register online for the Repair Challenge 2023 for a share in more than $15,000 in prize money and a Signet Boost power bank on the line as well. So for the Bunnings voucher, fo- uh, voucher folks, hit me up on the open line. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 01 1170 is the open line number. That's how you'll win that Bunnings voucher. 50 bucks at Bunnings. And I want your thoughts on what Craig Bellamy should do next. Would you be the coach to step on in? Is it time for the NRL to open the salary cap books and just end this argument once and for all? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 is the open line. Be in the running for the $50 Bunnings voucher. Appy Coruscant will be my special guest this morning. We're underway on this Tuesday morning right here on SEN, your home of sport in Sydney.